on. Anyway. Blog Talk Radio. Get ready. Woo! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Exploring Awesome, and welcome to the brand new theme song for the show. I hope everybody likes it. Today on the show, I have got, uh, oh, and before I say that, remember, this is Exploring Awesome with Jim Kellner, and uh, this is the show where we explore tips, tricks, and strategies to live a more awesome life. Today on the show, I'm going to be talking with Marlene Mahone about fear. Hello, Marlene. Did I say your last name right? With, uh, kind of. It's it's Mahon. Ah. It's very confusing. Mahon. It's um yeah, yeah. Mahon. <laughs> you should just change it. Make it easy for people. What what okay. What should I change it to? I don't know because you know what? It uh I don't know. Um Marlene M. There you go. Brilliant, right there. Like Madam M, like from double O seven M. Ooh, ooh, there you go, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's it's just one. It's, it's if there was an e on the end, it'd be easy because we could, you know, we. But yeah, it's it's difficult. Anyway, so I'm sure in uh, in uh, Ireland they have no problem with it. They don't, and it used to have. It's funny you say that because the beginning of it. So it was McMahon. Oh. But oh, and then it'd be when really, you, it'd be, Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, but when you come to America, it wasn't really good to have the Irish, the Irish, um, mm. you know, to know that you were Irish. So they took yeah. the myth off. Yeah, boy, there was a lot of there was a, you know, we've been <laughs> we've been racist against a lot of races in this country. It's uh, uh, being Irish was, uh, boy, that was one of the lowest things you could be back in the back in the old days. You know, I think people forget about that. I think the the plight of the Irishman is is definitely uh, we've come a long way. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Absolutely. And if you're out there and you don't you don't know about this part of uh, American history, check it out. Uh, you'll you can see signs from the password said you know help wanted Irish need not apply. So uh, and Italians were uh, were discriminated against a lot too. Um, and then of course we have the the obvious ones. Uh, okay, so. Uh, which I always find interesting because you think this is like a uh, people, you know, like the uh, the racists will say this was a you know a white country. It's like, well, it's like it should be a certain kind of white, I guess, to be the right white. So anyway, boy, we're off topic. Anyway, Marlene, today we're talking about fear. So give us yeah, a little bit of background. Yeah. Tell us, tell us uh, who is who is Marlene? Oh, I I am a newly transplanted Seattleite. I just moved to Seattle about oh four months ago, three four months ago, from Champaign, Illinois. Um, I came out here to kind of pursue, I don't know, pursue awesomeness, as as you probably would like me to say. I love that. And just kind of and just see what life brings me and what what kind of opportunities I can can have here in Seattle versus um versus what Champagne was doing for me. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you're in the radio biz. You do, uh, you do radio. You do, uh, you do podcasts. Um, what else? Is that, is that, what, what kind of projects are you working on now, right now? Um, well, right now I'm, uh, I'm addicted to the Shaper app. 
and mm-hmm. I love it. It's a mix between Tinder and um, and LinkedIn, and mm-hmm. I can't get enough of it. But other than that, I'm just trying to live my best life. I'm trying to hook up with really creative people. Um, you were probably one of the first people I've I've met. Um, I met you when you were a guest on on the Three Bs POV podcast that me and a couple other people do. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm volunteering that out, at an org- interview. Sorry, yes, it's, your uh, interview. No, it's okay. Your interview was fantastic. You were one of the funnest guests that we've had, and I I thoroughly enjoyed my time with you. Fantastic. That's exactly what I'd like to hear. <laughs> yeah, it's um, true. So, I'm sorry. But, but other than that, I'm, sure. I'm volunteering at a, a place called Fair Start, and um, I'm just kind of seeing, I'm just seeing how what what things you know what what opportunities can can come my way, and and what things I can add to my list of skill stacking capabilities. Fantastic. Um, could you just briefly, because I don't want to get too far off topic, but briefly, because I'm. I'm all about giving back, and I have not done a good job about uh, about doing that. Can you tell what is this? What is Fair Start? Fair Start. I I'm I'm in love. I mean, if you can be in love with a nonprofit, I'm in love with this nonprofit. Mm. So they started about 25 years ago, or yeah, about 25 years ago, and the elevator pitch essentially is they they train people who maybe have had a rough rough go in life and. And they train them up to be food service workers. Uh, they give them they give them an eleven week training course, and they supply them with um, safe housing and resources to give them um, opportunities and let them make their life better. Essentially, I, I love it. I love can't it. I can't talk more awesome. about it. That you know the concept of giving someone uh, teaching someone to fish, basically what we're talking about, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they use the Maslow's. Um, it, there's a a restaurant in Seattle downtown, right by uh, I guess the Amazon headquarters. It's called Maslow's by Fair Start, and it it's the the hierarchy of needs. You know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You need basic food, shelter, and then you can you know go up to the top of the pyramid and and find your best. You know who you're supposed to be, and you can't do that without a safe place to to stay or a a good job. Yeah. It's tough to find self-realization when you're still living hand to mouth. So, uh, Oh yeah. Yes, thank fantastic. You. Yeah. Love that idea. That's fantastic. Um, so check them out people. And if you're downtown, uh, go, go eat at, uh, uh, eat at the restaurant. So you moved out here and what was that like now? Were you, you know, we've talked in the past, so just, just let my audience know though, have you always been so brave, so bold, that you, could, you would move across country from a place with a beautiful name like Champagne to uh, <laughs> dreary Seattle. Mm-hmm. Well, if Fraser Fraser Crane can do it, I can do it. So that <laughs> that was my inspiration. Fantastic! Yes, uh, another radio person you made the change. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Yes, uh, I. You know, I don't know. You you catch catch me on a catch me on a day where I'm feeling a little down on myself, and you know, life sucks and whatnot. And you know, who knows? But mm-hmm. um, it, it the opportunity presented itself, and I um, 
you know, I just, I kind of had to make the leap without really thinking about um, the consequences. Just, I just kind of like just do it. You know, I, I thought about it. I thought what I was, you know, what I had going on in Champaign, which was fantastic. I have a super tight group of, of family and friends and a wonderful support system. But I was just feeling, um, I was feeling stagnant and I was feeling that I really couldn't kind of do, do much more in Champaign. Like Champaign, the opportunities were kind of exhausted and, and I like change and I like doing new and it, it really, uh, it was just the right time and the right place, I suppose. Fantastic. And uh, for everybody out there, um, this is Exploring Awesome with Jim Kellner. I'm talking to Marlene Mahon, right? Did I get it right this time? Yes, I got it right did. this time. Close. Yeah. Mahon, uh, talking with, uh, talking with uh, Marlene Mahon about fear today. And if you'd like to, uh, if you've got questions, comments, uh, concerns, we are, uh, if, you're, if it's uh, around 11 o'clock on 4 11 to, uh, 2018, you can give us a call. The number is uh, 347 855 8711. Again, that's 347 855 8711. And this will be available uh, also on iTunes, Stitcher, everything else later on if you want to share it with your friends. Um, all right. So, you had some, you had some, you had some, uh, you know, some stuff was going good back there, but you felt like you needed to uh, expand, it sounds like. Yes. So I saw, I, and I'm not a big tarot card person. That's not who I am. But okay. I thought I would go see a tarot card reader and have her read my tarot cards. And, and the way I described it to her, how I was feeling, is I was feeling like I was in a pool, uh, like a, a pool of water, like a like an outdoor, like a pond or something. And I'm swimming in this pool, but there's all this mist around. And I'm just kind of like, tre- you know, like treading water, so to speak. And I, and beyond this like haze is this like wonderful place. And I just need to break through that haze and get there. And I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And mm. the that I seize the moment, I guess, and I, I'm 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 swimming through that haze, and it's it's turning out well. It's working out really good for me right now. Excellent, excellent. So if you had, um, because now I know we we've, we've talked, and and you weren't always so bold. If you, I mean, if you looked back, say twenty years, can you imagine going cross country like that? You know, I could, but I would have to have a whole like a whole crew of people with me. You know, gotcha. I'd have to have. I'd have to have a big support system and I, but just doing it by myself and the, the unknown is, is huge. And apparently I'm very secure with the unknown. I don't know Excellent. how I, how I got to this place exactly. It's probably been like a whole, like, you know, like stacking things, um, stacking things on top of each other. And I've just built my own support, my own inner support system, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Fantastic. I would have um, I would have done it on my own, like you know, 20 years ago. No way. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, not sure exactly how you got to the place where you're a little more fearless now, but um, but just so if anybody's out there and they're and they're they're pretty unhappy, just know that uh, that you can you can work up to it. You know, I remember when I moved first moved to Phoenix, and people asked me, um, "So have you visited Phoenix?" And I said, "Nope, never been there." 
and they were just aghast. Oh my goodness. But the funny thing is, is like, if you think like you're talking about when you're, uh, you know, your four, four, uh, forefathers came over, um, they were coming from a, a country, they, a whole different country. You know, people come here from uh, to different, move to different places with in places where they don't even speak the same language. And I was at least moving to a part of the United States. So it's funny how some people can let their fear, uh, get in the way and, and, uh, and, uh, and limit them in life. So, uh, people don't be afraid or actually here's this. And this is a great quote. This is a, this is something that I love. I, years ago, I bought this book. It's called feel the fear and do it anyway. It's by uh, Susan Jeffers. And I'll tell you, I've actually never read the book because <laughs> um, I, uh, I tend to, I tend to buy books and then not read them. But the title alone helps me uh, get through difficult situations. <laughs> so, um, so can you tell us about, so when you were a kid, what, I mean, fear, I, I think fear is just like the worst, the worst thing that we experience in life because we, we've got this, we've got this, uh, the self-protection mechanism that's there to keep us from, from getting eaten by lions and things like that, you know, so we don't want to go into unknown places and yet it keeps us from applying for a new job or asking a person out that we're interested in and uh, things like that. So when you were growing up, Talk to us about some of the experiences you had that um, that where fear held you back. Oh, I I don't even I don't even know how to answer that because I think I lived my entire life in fear, fear that I wasn't good enough, fear that um, my family was weird, fear of <laughs> of so many things, and I don't really think that it it's always fear like you know like you're afraid to do something i think it's anxiety mm-hmm. i think for me it was anxiety anxiety okay. of what people thought of you and that's a big thing that right mm-hmm. there if you can get over that that feeling that everybody's staring at you and and they're they're looking at you because you you've been like 12 13 even like 25 you know the the fear mm-hmm. that that you're going to look in a certain way to others really kept me down big time i i understand that completely you know i was i was always afraid of standing out i didn't want people noticing me um, and yet I was doing all kinds of things to get noticed. And so, um, and I, you know, the interesting thing too, is I've, I've worked with, um, I've worked with some clients and, this is, and I find this to be one of the, uh, interesting things about life. I've worked with a number of clients who, um, I've had a few clients who had, uh, and this is just one example, but they, they have a lot of tattoos, uh, especially like they have the sleeves and stuff, but they also mm-hmm. suffer from anxiety about people looking at them. And it's always kind of a, an interesting thing to me that because like you're doing something that's causing people to look at you and yet you don't want to be looked at. So it's just a kind of a side note there. I found uh, kind of interesting. Well, so, it was really, um, it's really funny that you say that is because I, I can't, I don't like to be in front of people. I don't like people to stare at me. However, I ride a motorcycle. I have weird hair sometimes and, and it, it all, it, it like begs to be, to be stared at. Like it, it just doesn't, yeah. it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me why, um, <laughs> why that is, but um, maybe it's a narcissist in, in us. I, I have no idea. So yeah, I agree with you there. I find um, what I've found is um, 
I'm, I'm very introverted and people, um, people are always shocked and appalled and, and they're call me a liar. And I'm, you know, I'm like, no, I was extremely shy when I was a kid um, and introverted. I'm less shy now, but um, so here's, this is one of the things people will ask me, well, have you ever been hypnotized on stage? And I, I, I can't, I, I won't allow myself to be because I like to be in control. And so if there's a situation, like if I'm at a comedy show, for instance, if I'm on stage, great. But if I'm in the audience and the comic starts talking to me, I'm like, hey, whoa, whoa, you need to stop talking to me because I don't want any extra attention. So I've got a weird kind of a thing going on there. That is weird. That's totally weird. <laughs> but it, it's I know, you. right? <laughs> it, it, it's you and you recognize that. And, and you, can, you can learn, you can take that knowledge and apply it and, and not put yourself in those awkward places and, and just use it to your advantage. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, and here's the thing. So if I think one of the things is, is that some of us have a burning need and, and who knows what it is. Is it, is it, is it some narcissism? Is it a low self-esteem or is it just a part of us that want attention, but it needs to be on our terms. And so, um, and I think that people act out, unfortunately people will act out in inappropriate ways to get attention unless it's directed in another way. And I know I was doing that as a kid. I'm sure that I was acting out in ways because I was terrified to, and I remember this and you were talking about, um, you just mentioned something about you're afraid that, you know, what if you're not good at it or something. And I, I had this thought when I was in school, when I was in high school, I desperately wanted to, to uh, take acting, but I was afraid I wouldn't be good at it, which is the dumbest thing because I'd never taken acting. So of course I would not be good at acting. Um, and so I, and things like that always helped uh, me back. I have the same. I have the same thing. I I do the same thing. I think. I think now that we're talking about it, people are going to identify with that. But if you're not good at it, it's really hard to admit that you're not good at it. Mm-hmm. It, it makes no sense. It, it it does not make any sense to me whatsoever. And but it's so true. It's so so true. Well, I think yeah. in in. Uh, I think the way it is is that people – we have this idea that people are just born with these talents. And so you're either born a great actor or a musician or an artist. I think it's a, it seems to be especially true in the arts or maybe in sports and, and things like that, the sort of the – but, I, well, actually, I mean, in all the areas, I mean, writing, um, all these things, people tend to think that, you know, if they were born with it. And so if – and there's a, great, there's a great meme, and it shows a kid drawing a picture, and there's this teacher saying – um, wow, how do you do that? You're so talented. And the kid's like in his, in, in his mind's going, um, I practice, you know? And then somebody else says, you know, you're really, wow, you're such a great artist. You must've been born with such great talent. And they're like, how do you, how do you do it or something? I practice. And that's what people don't realize is that, yes, I think a lot of us are born with certain skills and abilities and those will grow with practice. But even if you're, if you don't have it, you can still develop that. What do you think about that? Oh my gosh, I could think, I have thought about that and I can talk about this for a long time. I, I won't, I'll sum <laughs> it up. But I have, I, I have, I have two things to, to say. So there is a joke. And when I was in New York a while ago, um, I was, I would, I would actually like randomly ask people on the street. I would, I, I would ask them, Hey, could you tell me how to get to Carnegie Hall? And the younger people, they would, they would just look at me like I was nuts. And my, my 14 year old at the time, he was just like, Oh my God, mom. But it was, it was an experiment. So, so I would ask people, I was like, Oh, Hey, so, you know, could you tell me how to get to Carnegie Hall? 
only one person actually told me the, the right answer, which is practice. Have you ever right. heard that joke before? How do you get to Carnegie oh, yeah, Hall? Absolutely. Yeah, practice. absolutely. So it's, okay. it's an old joke, and so probably the, the youngsters haven't heard it before or something. But, yeah, practice, exactly. Yeah, yeah practice. So this, these old, these older, like, um, West, like, Central Park West type, um, they actually knew what I was talking about. So they kind of, like, smirked, and they're like, it's practice, you know. Um, <laughs> that, that leads to, um, to, it's a mindset. It's um, and it might be popular right now, but um, I don't know. It might be a buzzword, but there's this thing called fixed growth mindset, and oh yes, well, excuse me, fixed fixed mindset and growth mindset. Are right. you familiar? Yes, please tell us tell our audience about that. So I think, and and I'm 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 early forties, and I was I was raised to. I guess there's like, you could be a policeman, you could be a doctor, you could be a fireman or a nurse. You know what I mean? Those like specific little jobs. Hmm. And mm-hmm. if you were, if you are naturally rule follower, you would gravitate, you would gravitate towards being a cop. If you were, you know, a people person, you would be, you'd be a nurse. Fill in the blank with whatever personality trait hmm. is yours. Anyway. That's fixed. That's my opinion or a good scenario for fixed growth mindset. Like you're born, you're born into one thing and that's what you're going to do. Growth mindset is you can be whatever you want to be, but you have to, you have to good at it or you have to learn how to be good at it, but you have to have a, a mindset where you're going to learn to be better. You're going to, you know, you're going to teach yourself how to become better at it. And you can grow and you can change and you can learn. You don't have to be what you're pre, predestined to be or predisposed to be. Excellent. And, you know, that reminds me of, you know, uh, one, of my, one of my more frustrating things when I'm working with clients, um, whether it's coaching or, or hypnotherapy, one of the more frustrating things that they'll say are, well, that's just the way I am. And I'm like, well, that's just what you are that. now. <laughs> do you? Yeah. <clears throat> Marlene, oh, my gosh. What are you I thinking? I, 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 well, what I'm thinking is that I was always told that I'm a people person, therefore I should only be, you know, working with people. But that's not always true. You know, there's, there's more to it. But we, t- we have these little, these, these things in our, our brain, these conversations in our brain, and we just keep on talking to ourselves it's that inner dialogue that we have with ourselves so you do it you know you do i used to i don't think i do it too much anymore well you know well um i guess you know what i did i mean i said i'm an introvert so i'm really i'm labeling myself and i think that when we use labels on ourselves we limit ourselves uh and and also with others you know you know something else that i is hate when people will label others as, as certain certain ways because we do uh, we, we sort of limit our options if, if I think that I'm an introvert then maybe that's going to cause me to make certain decisions and you know I do I do agree that we we are we do have certain attributes that sort of make up who we are but you know if for instance if 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 I'm working with a client and I and I say well you know uh, can you avoid you know sweets like well I have a sweet tooth that's just how I am well that's how you are right now but that's you, you know doesn't mean you're I guess I don't mind hearing that, but it's it's that idea that I can't be something else just because I'm I'm locked into that. Does that make sense? 
it makes complete sense. And we have to have this, this inner dialogue with ourselves, but we also have to be comfortable talking out loud to other people about it. Because if, if they don't, if, if, you know, you're mentoring, mentoring somebody and, you know, they don't hear what's going on in your own head, you've just gotten to the place where you can feel comfortable telling the, telling yourself, yeah, I, I, I have a sweet tooth, but I really shouldn't be eating sweets this, this month because I'm trying to get into a bikini to go to Hawaii or what have you. And therefore, <laughs> How did you I, know? I saw your calendar. I know it's on there. <laughs> um, but we, we have to be comfortable with having the, uh, an, a dialogue with ourselves and telling ourselves and changing what that inner, that inner person is, is saying. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and for everybody out there where you're listening to Exploring Awesome with uh, Jim Kellner and my guest today, Marlene Mahon, uh, we're talking about fear. You're welcome to call in. We've got a few minutes left. You're welcome to call in if you're listening on uh, April 11th, 2018 at around 11 o'clock. The number is uh, 347 855 8711. And just so you know, you can listen to this show live or you can listen to the archive version at Exploring Awesome on Blog Talk or on iTunes and other places. Marlene, you had talked about a few quotes that, uh, oh, and I wanted to throw this out there too. If you want to, if you want to find Marlene, it's uh, Marlene, M A H O N, on Facebook. You can also find the uh, podcast, uh, 3B's POV. And also, I love this. Her Instagram name is All signs point to yes, W-A, I mean, Y-A-S-S. Marlene, you've got a few, um, a few quotes to kind of guide you, and we were talking about that earlier. Can you share some of those with us? Because uh, momentarily, I'm going to ask you for your, uh, uh, your three things that people can do to live a more awesome life. What, what kind of quotes you got for us today that, that guide right. your life? Okay, so I have a few, but these are the ones that really, really stand out. And um, so this huge it's um it goes we suffer more in imagination than in reality and that is um yeah that is a quote from i believe it's seneca the younger i i I know it's seneca but i think i'm not really sure on that what they they call the younger thing it's like a he's a he's a like a really famous um i think he's a father of stoicism and um, mm-hmm. and yeah, so Seneca the Younger, and we suffer more in imagination than in reality. And oh my gosh, the 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 things that we tell ourselves, my life sucks. I'm not good at math. I'm right. awful, you know. Or or my you know my my family is a bunch of weirdos, and they you know they don't support me. What whatever you tell yourself, it's probably way worse inside your own head than it is. Um, out loud. I mean, than it is in, in reality. You're you're making it to be way worse than what it really is. Absolutely, and unfortunately, we're not we're not going to have time to explore each of those quotes. Can you give us? <clears throat> can you sum them up in a nutshell, and give us the top three things that my audience and I can do to live a more awesome life? Oh, let's see. I would say don't think about it. Just kind of take the jump. And and deal with the consequences later because they're not going to be take as bad jump. as you as yep take the jump they're not going to be nearly as bad as you think they are take the fantastic. jump fantastic what let's, else you got um let's see L- learn, we have about two minutes left 
I say um, emotional reactivity, try to be less mm-hmm. emotional about and, and try not to be as, as reactive emotionally. That will carry you, I mm-hmm. believe. And, um, Fantastic. And just, just do it, I suppose. I, I think that would be, um, you know, think about the consequences later. You know, if somebody offers you an opportunity, take it and then figure out how to do it later. I think that would be huge. Love that. And I've, I've let that get in the way of my life many times. Um, you know, you'd be surprised, folks out there, that <clears throat> there's a lot of people out there doing stuff that when they first start doing it, they didn't know they could do it. Believe me. It's for happened sure. many times for me. Marlene, it has been great talking to you. Folks out there listening. Oh, and I can't believe I just I can't believe I just used the word folks. <laughs> okay, people listening. Um, so here's, here's what Marlene's got for us this week. And what I always invite you to do is choose just one, because you can't do all three at once. Choose just one that you're going to live, that you're going to implement for this next week. So you can take the jump, be less emotional, and just do it and worry about the consequences later. All right. Um, <clears throat> gosh, excuse me. I've got a um, little bit of a, something going on there. Okay. So, um, we have Marlene Mayhom today. If you want to find out uh, more and follow, uh, follow Marlene, get on Facebook, throw out Marlene, M-A-H-O-N, and you'll also find uh, her contact information in the show notes. And uh, you can also find her on Instagram, all signs point to yes. And, of course, check out her podcast, 3Bs POV. And if you would like to try hypnosis, I've got a special thing for you. You can, uh, you, you can go over to my website, jimkellnerhypnotist.com, or – you can simply send the word hypnosis to this number. Get ready. 313131. Hey, thanks a lot, Marlene, for being on the show today. Thanks, Jim. You're welcome. All right. Take care, everybody. Be well. Awesome. You too. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.